Hello. Welcome back to Diagnosing a Killer, bow, bow, bow. the mental, mental breakdown. breakdown. That's down. So, <laughs> so. good mental breakdown for everybody today. So, as you might remember, if you did listen to the Zachary Bowen case, um, and if you didn't, please go listen because it's a very great case. It's very interesting. He suffered from PTSD, so I'm going to be talking about (gasps) post-traumatic stress disorder today. Okay. Right. We're going to get right into it. I'm Kenna, by the way. I'm (laughs) Coelho. If you haven't recognized (laughs) the difference in our voices yet, it's Kenna speaking. (laughs) So, post-traumatic stress disorder, commonly known as PTSD, which I'll refer to it as PTSD, is a psychiatric disorder that may occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event, such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist act, war or combat, or rape, or who have been threatened with death, sexual violence, or serious injury. So there's a lot of other things that can trigger PTSD and cause it. I'm not saying those are the only things, but those are like common things. So PTSD has been known by many names in the past. Uh, Shell shock was a really big one. Yeah, shell shock. Yeah, uh, that was during World War One. that was used a lot. And actually, uh, combat fatigue, which I didn't know, was used after World War II. Combat fatigue. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, But PTSD, like I said, doesn't just happen to combat veterans. It can happen from any Pretty much anything, like any traumatic event. Mm -hmm. PTSD can occur in all people of any ethnicity, nationality, or culture, and at any age, actually, which I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, PTSD affects approximately 3.5% of U.S. adults every year, and an estimated 1 in 11 people will be diagnosed with PTSD in their lifetime. Jeez. Um, Actually, women are twice as likely as men to have PTSD. Really? And uh, the top three ethnic groups that include uh, United States Latinos, African Americans, and American Indians are disproportionately affected and have higher rates of PTSD than non-Latino whites. Which makes sense because, you know, there are many, many years of segregation and discrimination. Now, people with PTSD have intense, disturbing thoughts and feelings related to their experience that last very long after the traumatic event has ended. They may relive the event through flashbacks or nightmares. They may feel sadness, fear, or anger, and they may feel attached or even estranged from other people. Mm. Uh, People with PTSD may avoid situations or people that remind them of the event, and they may have strong negative reactions to something as ordinary as, like, a loud noise or uh, someone, like, touching them in a place, a certain place. Uh, So a diagnosis of PTSD requires exposure to an upsetting traumatic event. It's called exposure therapy. Mm -hmm. However, the exposure can actually be indirect rather than firsthand. For example, PTSD could occur in an individual simply learning about the violent death of a close family member or friend. And it can also occur as a result of repeated exposure to horrible details of trauma, such as police officers exposed to details of child abuse cases. So Mm. police officers that constantly see these things can develop PTSD from it, which I thought was interesting. So the symptoms of PTSD actually fall into four major categories, Mm -hmm. uh, and the specific symptoms can vary in severity based on the category. So the first one is intrusion. Intrusive thoughts such as repeated involuntary memories, distressing dreams, or flashbacks. Uh, flashbacks can actually be so vivid that the people actually feel like they're reliving the traumatic experience or actually seeing it. Isn't that so scary? so scary. Uh, The second category is avoidance. So avoiding reminders of the traumatic event may include avoiding people, places, objects, activities, situations that may trigger the uh, distressing memories. I do that. 
People may try to avoid thinking or remembering the traumatic event, and they may resist talking about what happened or how they feel about it. I do that. I, me too. Yeah, we both do me that. Too. Samesies. We're 20 Yeah. Again, Ugh. we don't want to go into all these details, but just if you haven't heard the last episode when I said it in, you know, Coel and I have both experienced the same traumatic event a couple of years back, and it was very traumatizing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> trauma, six traumatic years, six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, I mean, re- very real mm-hmm. every day. Uh, category three, alterations in cognition and mood. Inability to remember important aspects of the traumatic event. Negative thoughts and feelings leading to ongoing and distorted beliefs about oneself or others. An example, I am bad or no one can be trusted. Mm. Distor- uh, distorted thoughts about the cause or consequences of the event leading to wor- wrongly blaming self or other. Ongoing fear, horror, anger, guilt, or shame. Uh, this also includes less interest in activities previously enjoyed feeling detached or estranged, and being unable to experience positive emotions, so having a Mm -hmm. void of happiness. And the fourth category, alterations in arousal and reactivity. So arousal and reactive symptoms may include being irritable and having angry outbursts, behaving recklessly or in a self-destructive way, being overly watchful of one's surroundings in a suspecting way, me, hypervigilance, that Mm -hmm. is me to a T, being easily startled or having problems concentrating or sleeping. So those are the four categories of symptoms. This just was interesting to me. Uh, we'll do an entire mental breakdown on this, but uh, the most closely related condition can be called, there's a couple of them, but one of them that I wanted to note was acute stress disorder. Mm-hmm. So acute stress disorder occurs in a reaction to a traumatic event, just like PTSD, and the symptoms are similar. However, the symptoms occur between three days and one month after the event. Oh, okay. Uh, people with acute stress disorder may relive the trauma, have flashbacks or nightmares. They may feel numb or detached, similarly to PTSD. And the symptoms cause major distress and problems. About half of people with acute stress disorder will eventually go on to have PTSD. Okay, I was going to ask you, yeah, Yeah. if it it not cures itself, but if if it eventually fades. It can, yeah. And so can PTSD, actually. And I'll go into that Hmm. in a second. An estimated 13 to 21% of survivors of car accidents develop acute stress disorder, and between 20 and 50% of survivors on assault, rape, or mass shootings develop it, which I thought was interesting to note because there was just that shooting in Michigan. Yeah. Um, psychotherapy, including cognitive behavior therapy, can also help control symptoms and prevent them from getting worse and developing into PTSD. And then we mentioned uh, SSRI antidepressants mm-hmm. um, in the last mental breakdown. That is also something that they use to treat it. So yeah, uh, PTSD is very real yeah. to a lot of people. And I mean, 1 in 11, that is yeah, I mean, I that's mean, outrageous. And that's at any, at any point of, their, of anyone's life, right? Yes, okay. and it can happen at any age. I looked up some interesting facts about PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, almost 8 million people in the United States suffer from PTSD. Wow. More women than men develop PTSD, like I said earlier. Statistics show about 4% of men develop PTSD at some point in their life compared to up to 10% of women. Wow. Um, researchers don't know exactly why more women develop PTSD, but it could have something to do with the types of assaults and traumatic events that women may be exposed to, such mm-hmm. as sexual abuse as a, a child or even as an adult. Yeah. It can actually take years for PTSD symptoms to begin. Mm-hmm. So something can happen years ago and then you won't develop, you potentially won't develop PTSD for years uh, following. Uh, so you must have PTSD symptoms for at least one month for your doctor to make a diagnosis. However, it can take several months or even years before the symptoms become obvious enough to interfere with your life. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, men and women actually can have different PTSD symptoms, which I thought was interesting as well. Symptoms for women are more often related to avoiding anything or any situation that may trigger thoughts. Women can be jumpier and have more difficulty dealing with the emotions that the triggers or memories invoke. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, men actually become often angrier 
And they may turn to alcohol or drugs to help cope with their feelings. That's just statistically speaking. Interesting. And like I said earlier, you know, about the flashbacks, that's just one aspect of one um, symptom category. But some people don't have flashbacks at all. And that's a very common... When you say PTSD, you think World War II veteran that yeah, has flashbacks Vietnam of the war, flashbacks. you know? Yeah. yeah. Some people only have the memory without the strong flashbacks and others with no flashbacks at all. So I thought that was interesting. Lastly, you don't have to be a trauma victim to develop PTSD. I told you many things can cause it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also develop PTSD if someone close to you was in a traumatic situation or if someone you lost was injured or died. Hmm. So yeah. you can have... It's almost like PTSD. P- PTSD by proxy? PTSD by proxy, yeah, yeah. exactly. Again, I, like I said earlier, it can occur among first responders and um, other professionals who work with trauma victims like emergency room doctors and psychiatrists. Yeah. Psychiatrists and psychologists, actually. So, I did something different for this mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I looked up celebrities that suffer <gasps> from PTSD. You did? Wow. <laughs> right? I've what a unique done, thing never to done bring that to the table. Before. Uh, so number one, who I love and adore, Ariana Grande, has PTSD. Oh. She opened up about her struggles, uh, her trigger for her PTSD. She was at a concert in Manchester, United Kingdom in 2017, and there was a suicide bomber actually at her concert, and it killed mm. 22 people. And she developed PTSD. I didn't hear it. about this. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big, it was a big thing. Uh, she like didn't perform wow. for a while after that. Uh, she actually got a brain scan done. It showed the physical impact of the PTSD what? on her brain. And she publicly shared the brain scan with her fans on oh Instagram. Gosh. And she famously stated that therapy sa- uh, saved her life. Wow. She, oh, I love her. So I literally have goosebumps because I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whoopi Goldberg. I love Whoopi. Yeah. She, She's also uh, ADHD. That's part of the reason. Part of the reason I love Whoopi is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she was like her and Robin Williams were like people I looked up to when yeah. I was a kid because they were both diagnosed with ADHD and I had ADD. So yeah. I have ADD. So she actually said that she has a panic attack every time she boards a plane. Well, she flies all over the world all the time. I know. Right? Uh, so she said in 1978, she was standing on a balcony in San Diego enjoying the view when she witnessed a plane crash. Crash mid-flight. Oh, my God. Since then, she's been terrified ever since. Oh, my God. She says, quote, if I see it, it lives in my brain. Due to being a visual person. Yeah. Um, number three, Mick Jagger. Got so, the moves like Jagger. Yes. I, like, got the moves like Jaeger. Have you seen those no. memes? <laughs> it's just, like, people passed out drunk. Oh, no, that's <laughs> terrible. So, Mick Jagger developed PTSD after his 49-year-old long-term partner, Loren Scott, took her own life. Uh, after one month of acute traumatic stress disorder, he got diagnosed with PTSD. Mm. Uh, he was reportedly, quote, deeply upset when his mental condition was shared with the world. Um, and it was noted here that it says, for the rest of us, it's good to see that nobody's immune to suffering yeah. from PTSD. Jacqueline Kennedy, or Jackie Kennedy. Jackie O. Yes. Um, well, she witnessed JFK's assassination. So, yeah. of course, How she's going to not have, have yeah. PTSD. I'm sorry, but yes. like, ugh. She suffered in silence and little was known about her struggles until Barbara Lemming wrote a book about her story uh, mm. and outlines her emotional struggles that were hidden behind, mm. you know, glamour, media, and stuff like that. That's so sad. Um, Monica Sellis, she was a tennis player, or she's a famous tennis player, mm. and by the age of 16, she was actually the Grand Slam winner, which is awesome. Wow. She was literally stabbed in the back with a nine-inch kitchen knife <gasps> at the age of 19 at a match in Hamburg. What? This so they event, tried to kill her? Yes. Like, I don't know if they tried to kill her or just injure her. This event uh, I combined... I like that's a pretty big knife to not Nine-inch knife. God. 
So this event with getting stabbed combined with learning that her father actually had terminal cancer around the same time led to her developing PTSD and also an eating disorder. Mm. Uh, She said she's learned to, quote, live in the moment and had a comeback before retiring from tennis. She worked through the loneliness and stress by herself, and she learned to love herself again. Uh, so she had mentioned that she gained a lot of weight during these two years after her uh, traumatic event, and she actually wrote a book about self-image called Getting a Grip on My Body, My Mind, Myself. Hmm. So I'll have to look into that. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Running for your life from Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> Press a link in life from Shia, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Literally. If you haven't heard that song, please listen it's to that It's Rob song. Cantor's Shia LaBeouf. It and is. Shia LaBeouf is in it, so he's in on the yeah, joke. Yeah, he's not yeah. being exploited. Well. Um, well, not in not, that Not in that song. <laughs> Uh, in 2018, Shia LaBeouf opened up about his struggles with PTSD. He said his parents separated when he was just three years of age, and at this time, he actually overheard his mom being raped. Mm. Yes, at three. Oh my god. Um, his emotional battles were very much hidden, of course. Became very apparent when he was, you know, of course, arrested for public drunkenness and disorderly conduct. We all yeah. heard about that. Yeah. Um, since he was a child, he's always lived with the fear of someone coming after him or his mom. And he says, quote, I've always thought somebody was coming in. And while he was in rehab for his uh, substance abuse, mm-hmm. he found out that he was diagnosed with PTSD. If nobody's seen Honey Boy, you have to watch that movie. I haven't seen it's, it. It's, loose, it's based off of his life, loosely. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say loosely, even. I feel like some of the accounts are very real. But um, he plays his own father. Oh, wow. And it's haunting. Yeah. But I bet. It's just, it really gives you a lot of insight into the way that he's thinking. I feel yeah, like he gets a, I don't, I don't want to say he gets a bad, I feel like he's done some pretty bad things and things that he should be held accountable for. Of course. But, you know, again, when, when your mind is affected by a disorder, it's, yeah. I mean, and you don't know it. Of course, yeah. Then it's, again, when we talked about obsessive compulsive disorder, we talked about how, um, if you have a good, a fair, or a poor insight of what your disorder is, uh-huh. then it can affect how you approach it oh, and to recognize it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Again, if it goes undiagnosed or untreated and you don't know how to deal with your disorder, mm-hmm. it can exacerbate the problems. Of course. Um, another one that I have is another one of my favorite celebrities, singers, Alanis Morissette. Oh, Alanis! I know! So Alanis. She, she is a self-confessed attention junkie. <laughs> However, her sudden unexpected rise to fame actually left her suffering panic attacks and depression. Mm. Um, she said, as an isolated person, being people observing her every move becomes intolerable. And she also was quoted as saying, it's taken a lot of work and therapy to not be suicidal. Wow. I know, and I love her. She And she also struggled with addiction in therapy. She said that she worked through love addiction, sex addiction, and addiction in general. I think just that sudden rise to fame was kind of what triggered her mm-hmm. PTSD. Um, I feel like we hear this name a lot in these mental breakdowns. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah, she struggles with so many different dis- diagnoses. Yeah. And, oh, man, I really feel for her. I mean, she is fucking phenomenal, yeah. you know? She opened up about her PTSD... Uh, she said that she suffers from it because she was raped by an older man in her Catholic school when she was 19. Oh my gosh. She opened up many times about how the trauma has long-lasting effects where she relives the experience, that's, like we said, the flashbacks. Um, she has therapy that, you know, helped for to work on her symptoms and the symptoms of PTSD were actually affecting her work at yeah. one point. PTSD is a trip, man. It, like, it really yeah. is. And uh, she actually won an award at the SAG After Foundation's third annual Patron of the Artists. Uh, she, during her speech, she called the mental health epidemic a quote crisis of epic proportions. Yeah, which I completely for agree sure. with. Lastly, I have Charlize Theron. 
Um, she said that she had a traumatic experience during her childhood that has haunted her throughout her life. Mm-hmm. Now, when she was 15, her father, who was an alcoholic, threatened to kill her mother, and she shot him. Charlie's Charlie's dead. Oh uh, killing him in self-defense. Wow. The trauma led to very hard drug use, including Molly, acid, mushrooms, and cocaine, and she used to explain herself as a, quote, wake and baker. I mean, like, who isn't? She's but so cute. <laughs> Theron, now 43 and a single mother of two, says that therapy has helped her create a great life for her kids. That's great. Yeah. She's the one that plays Eileen Warnos in Monster. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. And they, I mean... She just doesn't look like Charlize Theron. Yeah, no. I love her in Prometheus. I love Prometheus. <laughs> so good. This was a uh, little bit of a shorter, little tiny little nibble mental breakdown, but I thought yeah. it was appropriate to do PTSD just because, you know, of Zachary Bowen. Again, if you haven't listened to that episode, please do so because it's very interesting. Yeah. And I think I did a good job. I think it's definitely important to raise awareness for that, especially, um, not especially, not discounting anybody's post-traumatic stress disorder but for veterans, it's uh, yeah, so course. huge. Of course. But there's very, I think it's Wounded Warriors that you can reach out to to actually get a sign in your front yard um, that you can post uh, 4th of July and for New Year's. And it's kind of just like a, hey, heads up, a veteran lives here. Like, be yeah. kind with your fireworks yeah. and things like wow, that. Yeah, wow, that's really cool. It is really cool. Um, and that's something that's definitely needed. Um, to piggyback off of that, there's actually a veterans crisis hotline that I want to give you guys. Okay. It's one 800 273 Eight two five five, and um, it says to press one. I guess that's the extension. It yeah. probably navigates you from there, but that um, is, you know, a, a veterans specific hotline. Um, if you're, you know, of course, if you're having an emergency, you call nine one one. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, to to speak to somebody about your yeah, PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. It's also run by veterans, so it's okay. veterans talking to veterans. Okay, cool. So, yeah, cool. it's that, an awesome yeah, support like option, a safe space for sure. Um, so I'm sure that you guys have noticed when you've been watching the episodes, if you read the show notes, uh, but I did want to bring it to light just because I haven't said it on the podcast yet, but we are now going to be posting the National Suicide Hotline and the Trevor Project numbers on every single one of our shows on the show notes, so please, uh, utilize those if you feel like you're in a situation that you need to, um, but we do want to, you know, have a constant reminder out there that, like, you know, we love you guys, like, you guys are so loved and we really appreciate everybody listening to us and we want everybody to feel like they have a safe space that they can run to if they feel like they're in crisis. I think like, especially with us doing this, it's honestly allowed me to be a little bit more introspective into what I feel like my own mind has to offer me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also starts a conversation with me and friends too. So I'm really thankful and grateful for that because it's conversations that I might not otherwise be having. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, I would hope that this could also help facilitate that, you know, if, um, that we spread more awareness about mental, you know, illnesses and mental disorders and that we, again, like it's opening the, the gate to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, I love that those numbers are out there. Again, if there's an emergency, call 911. Of course. Don't call the hotline. But if you need somebody to talk to or you need references, mm-hmm. you need to know where to go to find the best, um, therapy for you or, um, even if it's a group therapy, yeah. you know, they have those resources there. So if you need to call someone, call them. Yeah, of course. And like, please, I want, I said this before in the last, I think the last mental breakdown or the one before, but please reach out, utilize your free resources, talk to your friends, talk to your family. You know, people are not as off-putting as, as sometimes that your anxiety can make you believe because yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel, I sound like a broken record a lot, but I'm always reassured by you guys and, you know, and yeah. my friends and that it's, that's not true. It can feel isolating. Of course. Yeah. Of course. 
So thank you guys all for listening. Yeah, we'll have a, a good new one. case coming out next week. I already yes. started researching, and it's Ooh, a good one. Excited. And yeah, so we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Diagnosing a Killer. We have a Twitter at Killer Diagnosis. We also have our Patreon set up with a total of three Patreons now. Yes. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Diagnosing a Killer and uh, email us at diagnosingakiller at gmail.com if you want to talk to us, please. And yeah, I think that's all I have. Yeah, okay. Alright, love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.